Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number seven of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey All Southern Iced Tea, the official alcohol sponsor of the show. Big things popping today, everybody. The PBR is back in action. The UTB series coming back. The NHL of our sport hitting the road a little bit different than normal years. We're not in New York. We're not in Madison Square Garden. We're starting in Ocala, Florida, I think is how you say it. Uh, Ocala. Ocala. And just kind of a, a different different schedule to start the season off due to the COVID crisis and everything that's going on. PBR is trying to make do. So uh, it really doesn't matter to me where it's at. It's still the best bull riders and the best bulls in the world. And it's going to be uh, a season for the ages, that's for sure. Before we get into it, though, I want to introduce my co-hosts for the day. First of all, the boss man, JD. JD, how are you doing today? Excellent, buddy. I'm doing real good for a Tuesday. Um, just kind of hunkering down here. We hear there's some weather coming in, so I had to go to the grocery store and buy the essentials, which is more or less over the Sobeys liquor store for the essentials. Yeah. Get some hey y'all. Get some hey y'all. Uh, get some sneaky yeah. weasels. Yeah. yeah. So I'm ready. I'm going to be ready for tomorrow. Hockey. I hope Hockey you got some tomorrow. fucking WD-40 for your chair that keeps squeaking in the background. That'd be nice. Times are tough, man. I'm just... <laughs> Times are tough. Okay, so before we get too off track, once again, we're joined today, boys and girls, former guest, a friend of the show, the legendary Scott Burns. Scotty, how you doing? Good thing we got you here. We had a little trouble with the audio, but I think we're set now. Great to have you. Good to be here. Good to be here. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, technology is not my fucking friend, I'll tell you that. Uh, hey, hey, whoa, though. Whoa. Just like the Navy SEALs, we will not leave anyone behind. Yeah. We got it fixed. That's we wouldn't right. leave you out. We couldn't Jason, leave you out. Jason, you know how to run a phone, but you don't know how to oil your chair, so we're even, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that. We're good to go. We're good to go. Okay, well, let's get into it. So uh, great to have both you guys here. Uh, ready for some good talks, but let's get right into the PBR season. Um, really excited for it. Obviously, uh, last year's world champion, Jose Vitor Leme, bull of the year, smooth operator, lots of action, lots of stuff going on. Our uh, intro today is all about our predictions to see who the smartest bull riding fan there is today out of the three of us. We'll finish it off at the end of the year with who's got the most uh, championship titles in these guesses. But let's get to it. World champion, 2021, before the season starts, before you've seen anybody. Who do you got, Scott? Well, you know what? I know Jose had a hell of a year, and, uh, uh, I mean, a wise man would pick him. But I honestly, I got a soft spot, and I think this kid's going to click this year, and I'm going to go with Dale and Swearingen. Oh, goes with the former 3D represented Dalen Swearingen. Yeah, I think not a bad pick. That kid's on a great pick. Yeah, it's a yeah. great pick. But okay, wait. Let me wait here. Let's go. Last year's top ten: number one, Jose Vitor Leme; number two, Joao Ricardo Vieira; number three, Boudreaux Campbell; number four, Marco Aguche; number five, Jess Lockwood; number six, Kaike Pacheco. Seven, Keyshawn Whitehorse. Eight, Cooper Davis. Nine, Dalen Swearingen. Ten, Cole Malonson. Also in that top 35, you know, Derek Kobaba, Lucas Davino, Eduardo Aparecido, Cody Teal, Brandon Eldridge, 
Um, you know, Chase Outlaw is coming back this year after after he was out all last season with the injury. Matt Triplett's coming back. Tons of great guesses. So uh, just wanted to get that out there to keep everybody's mind fresh on the talent that we're going to see this year. But, yeah, not not a bad pick in Dalen. He can get every point out of every bullet he gets on. For sure. I agree. And I, I think, you know, what that kid did two years ago, uh, the amount of bulls he got on, uh, I think he's just he's uh, he's just grown up a lot in the last couple of years, and I think he's going to kick ass this year. Yeah, fuck yeah. And the only thing that worries me with him is that you're seeing he's been going so hard. He's been rodeo and he's been riding bulls, doing both sides. Those injuries, right? They caught up with him last year. Even if he would have made the NFR, I think he'd have been too fucking hurt to – to do it so yeah. that's yeah, one side know, of it too. i don't even know if he'd have been able to even compete right you know so like up. you got to watch that side of it too right with as as you guys know as i know it's it's who can stay the fucking healthiest really throughout the year that's lots of times takes do you guys think because he was in that situation last year being so beat up going into the nfr do you think that might not uh you know with maturity and stuff maybe he'll just concentrate on one side of it more you know what i mean get on less make more yeah, I think it all depends on the guy. It depends on the mindset. There was guys like Proctor that that he he felt more sore when he wasn't getting on bulls. So he wanted to get on bulls every day. And you look at the longevity that he's had. He's still fucking. He's still going. You know, he's still rodeoing. And now he's coming back to the PBR because there's not a bunch of rodeos on, right? So yeah. guys like that. Guys like me. If I got on <laughs> fucking four bulls on the weekend i'd be done for a month i'd be too crippled up to do Probably it you six, know 60 days actually oh yeah man. Like, we, no, had trouble getting you on the sh- we had trouble getting you on in the championship round that was two in a night yeah exactly yeah so it, it really depends on the guy and but but you do see the proof in the pudding of of that many bulls doing both sides of it and how it does wear on a guy like a boudreau campbell won the finals last year won the rookie of the world Went to the NFR, didn't have the greatest NFR, but I think uh, I think he got hurt again and he's getting surgery and he's done till February. So, uh, you know, same thing. Guy going to both sides of it, the injuries that can compile, and I don't know, proof is in the pudding lots of the times of, of yeah. Like we talked to Stetson, right, as well, right? Like what did it, he said his dad told him that he can be good at both associations, but you can never be great at both yeah. associations. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is fair, right? And there's a guy that just climbed off 20 of the rankest animals in the world and was ready to go another 10 rounds. Yeah, but he's fucking 20 or whatever, 21. <laughs> Wait till he's 28, then we'll talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll be fucking switching to fighting bulls at 28. He'll be sorted out. He'll, <laughs> he'll, tw- he'll have 26 world championships by then, so he'll be able to yeah. do whatever he wants. He's already rich enough. He could stop, I think. Okay, <laughs> Jason, who's your pick? Um, you know, I like Scott's pick, but I know Dalen's in the first probably two and a half, three months because he did have surgery. Oh, it's easy to pick Leme, I think. Yeah. Um, he put an exclamation mark on it this year. Uh, he was riding 60 some percent of his bulls too, like, and he's healthy. Um, I don't know. You got, does a guy go with Lockwood or Cooper Davis? Yeah, you can't go wrong. Um, you know what? I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lockwood. I am. I yeah. actually I had Lemme highlighted here, but Jess is healthy, uh, and I don't know. You know, 
I don't know if there's a more focused athlete in any profession than Jess yeah. Lockwood. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. I, I like, I like where Cooper Davis is at too right now in his career. Um, Keyshawn Whitehorse, you know, finished in the top 10. Keyshawn was really hot. Think, got really hot at the finals. Yeah. yeah Switched over to that he, alter ego, got that Kevin Dark horse going and didn't give a fuck and just started riding. Yeah, I, I need more consistency throughout the year and, and, and he just didn't have it. So I, I'm, I'll stick with Lockwood. Yeah. Great. You're up, Tanner. Great choice. Um, like you say, Cooper Davis, um, I thought you guys would definitely take uh, Jose just because uh, he's unreal. And, I mean, he's – like you look at on Instagram and stuff, Cooper's been training really hard too, and all these guys have been. And um, Jose's still just been getting on bulls. The only thing I think that can stop Jose is an injury of some sort, but not just only how good he rides, but but how good his style is. He'll, he can – you know, ride the same bulls as lots of those same guys and be even higher points than they can be, right? right? Just because he rides them so well. So I was going to go with Kaike Pacheco because I think that he's passed his world championship kind of slump there and, and wants to go back to winning again. But yeah, you guys left me, Jose. So I'm going to definitely take to Jose Vitor Leme for the win. Good pick. <laughs> really good pick. <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Now for the next one. Uh, it'll be similar, I guess, similar picks. Um, but, uh, highest riding percentage, who do you think is going to have the highest riding percentage this year? Hmm. Is that to me? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to, we can pick different guys, correct? Oh yeah. You, you pick can. whatever you want. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jose. Jose that, yeah. I mean, yeah. how can you do that? Uh, I think that's consistency wise consistency and longevity throughout the year i think that's gonna be the guy yeah 100 percent. jason yeah i'm going the same let me yeah i'm gonna I go lockwood think, uh, are you all right well i think he's gonna stay on i think he's gonna stay on more but i think jose will be he can get higher points i don't know they like lockwood too that's a tough one but yeah i'll go lockwood for the for the riding percentage we'll see how that one goes for me Okay, next one. Bull of the year, bucking bull of the world. Oh. Any picks? There's, I mean, that could be anything because you, well, you don't you know, know what's like coming up, you, what's going you, down. You just said it, like how Lime uh, hams up a bull like like Whoopa for ninety five and three quarter point. Now, is that bull good enough to be a bull of the year? Oh yeah, yeah. He's good enough to win the classic, four year old. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Cord McCoy or Chad Berger wins it. I'd rather just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I what know. I was gonna I, take. I was gonna take riding solo. I seen him at, uh, I seen him at, uh, Fort Worth on right before New Year's there, and he won the won the classic there. And Abba was only a three year old last year and was second in the classics. and yeah, he's he's yeah, the real. I'm gonna 12, go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Riding solo. Yeah, that's my pick for this year. Okay, Scott, you going with the old boy, smooth um, operator? Well, that's I, that's what I was just thinking. I mean, fuck, he hasn't has, faltered. Right, right. I think he just gets better and uh, smarter with age. So I'm gonna lay it on the line with him. I don't think. Uh, I think uh, it's gonna take a lot to get by him. So let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. That's probably a great call. Okay, we've all seen 
the career that J.B. Mooney has had over the years. He's nearing the end of that career. Uh, you know, he had some, some major injuries that would have taken a normal man out of the game, but overcame it, came back. Everybody said he was done. Everybody said he was, he was past his prime. You've seen everything in the news and, and everybody really just talking shit about JB and that just kind of pissed him off more and, and made him want to come back uh, and win even more. He, he started going to some rodeos, started really kicking ass, came on really hot at the end of the year last year. Um, do you think it's the year? He's one event away from, from taking over the loan title as the most wins in PBR history on the Elite Series Tour. Do you think he can pull that off this year, Scott? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think that's what drives JB. That'll be one more goal that he's that he's got to get to or got to break or one record he's got to break. And I, I really do think, yeah, he's been broke up and beat up. And the more that happens to him, the more determined, the more determined he gets. And uh, I, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll beat that plus maybe even one or two more. I think if, uh, we all know a little luck plays into this game, and I think if that all lines up, he'll he'll have a hell of a year, and and maybe maybe he'll walk away from it then. But uh, yeah, I think there's no doubt he can do it. Jason, yeah, well, GB, he's not he's the goat. There's no question. There's nobody better ever, and that's I feel 110 percent on that. And you know, JB's not a complainer. The only reason you know he's sore is the reports that that Tandy gives you know, uh, uh, McBride or Hummer and they talk about it and then you can see it when he gets off, like he's in some pain, but he doesn't complain about it. He doesn't make excuses. And I think that's why he is the goat. So, um, you know, he's gonna, he'll be like a kid again in these outdoor venues in Florida. He'll be oh, just yeah. going back to his roots. Eh? You know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent. He'll, he'll get it. He's gonna, he's gonna win a, an event for sure. Yeah, one or seven. I think he. Uh, I think he's going rodeo and again too. He's trying to make a push for the NFR. NFR. He's talked about year. that the last couple of years, but you know, JB should have been thinking about that realistically ten years ago, not at thirty-three. You know, or thirty-one. I guess he is now, right? Thirty-one, thirty-two. So, um, anyway, I think with the COVID that's hit and it's kind of changed everybody's schedules up. Another thing I wanted to touch on too, is guys like we talked about it earlier, but Shane Proctor now coming back and, and going to PBR events and, and wanting to, to go and, and try to make another run at that just due to, I think there not being a whole bunch of events to go to as well as on the other side of it. Uh, we heard in, in the news this week, Dakota butter, uh, his main goal, he won the PBR Canada title. You know, he's been in the world finals a few times. He's talking about making a run for the NFR. So do you think that maybe this COVID situation has, has turned guys' perspectives where they, they kind of see that everything can kind of be taken away. So we got to try to make the best of that we can, or do you think guys are just, you know, fucking just wanting to go wherever they can go? Well, they're healthy. That's the difference. They're feeling spry. Like, you know, Dakota's, you know, he's, he's not a, he's not an old man by any means, but in bull rider years, he's getting up there. So if, if, if butter's going to do it, this would be the time, no question. Uh, but uh, I just think it's the fact that everybody's fresh and healthy that they want to go. Yeah. 
I think it's just a combination of what you said, Jason, fresh, healthy, wanting to go anywhere they can go. And um, yeah, there's guys just renewed, renewed lease on, on their careers and they're, they aren't going to waste it again. So I, I always said it, this whole COVID deal makes the saying, you never know what you got till it's gone that much more important. Yeah. So take advantage of it. Definitely. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to get into our guest here right away. We got a, a really souped up vest. It's vest. Fuck good English. Uh, guest, uh, stormy wing coming up. How many sneaky weasels for you tonight? Tanner? Uh, not enough yet. We'll get to get into those here in a minute. Um, yeah, but such a cool guest. The guy's uh, been there, done that, the highest level, you know, some of the greatest rides in, in all the history. So pretty honored to have him on the on the pod and hear what he has to say. I'm sure it'll be uh, interesting. Um, as well as that, everybody that's listening, the, the NFP podcast now has our own Instagram page. So you can go check that out on Instagram to follow along with everything NFP-wise. Uh, as well as that, Got to get into our sponsor, Reed, Sneaky Weasel. If you are looking for a smooth, refreshing beer this weekend, grab yourself a Sneaky Weasel Craft Lager. This mildly hopped craft lager delivers a bold 5.6 ABV, but goes down crisp and clean. This beer pairs well with any bull riding celebration, fun in the sun, and good times with friends. This beer is available across all of Western Canada. Sneaky Weasel Lager, the official beer sponsor, of the NFP podcast. But Stormy hasn't had many of those sneaky weasels up here in Canada, but we've had some good times over the years that I'm sure we'll get into. That'll be pretty pretty entertaining for everybody involved. I think, yeah, I think Scott and I are just going to be uh, the lucky first two listeners that get to hear all the stories in this, this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But uh, one thing I also wanted to touch on, too, I don't know if you guys seen it, but the PBR Sports Performance Center, um, they're starting a, a series Um uh, Anton Burton, he's a former NFL player that now uh, is the executive director of the PBR Sports Performance Center. And uh, he's trying to do these Instagram videos where it's it's for the riders. So when they're on the road and uh, as you guys know, we're living in hotel rooms and and not really being able to, to get to the gyms. And, and really, we don't have coaches or, or anybody behind us that that shows us the right way to, to work out or, or what we're supposed to be doing. That'll help us ride bulls or fight bulls. Uh, and, uh, what they're doing with the sports performance center is, is they're putting these videos together for, for bull riders and for fans alike that are based upon, um, the skills and strengths that you need to ride bulls. So everybody can follow, uh, online on Instagram on the PBRs pbr's page and and you can see it so yeah i think it's pretty cool like you as well jason is you know running pbr canada and all that it's it's kind of reminded me of, of other sports where they're getting they're getting the athletes um the help that they need and the training that they need as well as showing the fans you know how how much of athletes these guys really are well, I think that we started that right when we formed, when you guys formed the Ty Posbon Foundation. That was a really a turning point, um, and it opened up, you know, as a promoter or a producer, our eyes that you know we have to look after these guys a lot better than what we've been doing because what we were doing wasn't working. Um, so, 
you know, just having Brandon around every event and because he gets to know the guys, he knows exactly what's going on. He's got his finger on it. So, you know, it's invaluable having him there. And, uh, um, and as we evolve, I think we'll be able to do the same thing for our riders. Um, hundred uh, percent that that should be our goal. It really should. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great to see it. Um, you know, great to see just the, the PBR stepping up in that way and, and putting, getting that facility together, even though it's in the middle of fucking nowhere where nobody's probably going to go yeah. to, uh, you know, Vegas or somewhere probably would have been, been badass like the UFC one, but you know, just that, just that step in the right direction of the, the training and, and proper self care, uh, of your athletes in the sport, I think is pretty cool. So that's pretty good, but we better get to stormy here before, uh, before he skins out on us, and gets pissed off and doesn't want to join us. But, uh, before we do that, um, one shout out that we do have to give is uh, some some terrible news, some very bad news. Uh, the passing of Lena Schmidt for everybody involved in rodeo in Canada and in Saskatchewan, particularly in the Canadian Cowboys Association. Lena was a timer and, and the integral part of, of the CCA. And the family has has um, been a part of been a part of the association their whole lives, and you know with Robert and. Um, Everybody, everybody involved, our thoughts go out to the family and, and um, hope you guys are all staying strong. And once again, we're all here for you if, if you need anything. So uh, our deepest thoughts and prayers with the Schmidt family. Now, let's roll it on and, and we'll go to Stormy Wang. I said the storm is coming, better get the hell out the way. Our guest today is an eight-time world finalist, recording five Elite Series event wins with 10 90-point rides on the Unleashed to Be Series Tour, 10 90-point ride, 20 90-point rides on the PBR alone, tallying one of the highest scores in PBR history of 95 and a quarter on the world champion Bucking Bull Bruiser, bringing home gold for Team USA at the inaugural Global Cup, but more importantly, a stand-up human being with a heart the size of the state that he's from, of Texas, from Dow Hart, my man, Stormy Wings. Stormy, what's shaking, brother? Dan Byrne, what's the matter, buddy? How's is it, bud? How's Texas? What are you up to? Man, we just got a little snow. Just been uh, starting some cattle in a little grow yard for, you know, for a buddy of mine that he sends them on either to feed or we got a few of them turned out on wheat and just uh, trying to cowboy a little bit. That's what you're Stay up to of, now? They out of trouble, you know. <laughs> always so after uh after obviously the bull riding and stuff now you're you're back in in dalhart taking over the mm -hmm. ranch and, and going with the family business and, and ranching and cowboying yes sir yes sir uh ranch i grew up on uh roads that taught me taught me to drive and stuff i'm, I'm back there staying at my grandparents house on my mom's side or hurt my mom's mom and dad uh where i used to come spend every christmas and thanksgivings and stuff like that i'm i'm staying there at that house now and uh we're a little slow right now because it's it's winter time we gra grass you know we graze yearlings in the summertime but uh right now just kind of hanging out and i help that buddy he's got a, a little grow yard that's about three miles away so i just 
I told myself I was going to become a professional bull rider, and I was going to do that until I couldn't do it anymore. And then when I was done doing that, I was going to be a cowboy. And fucking A. I, I'm, 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 that's what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, story, well, story. I, I, sorry, Tanner. I no, just, go ahead. When we're talking about cattle and livestock and ranching, everybody – sitting around here that's how we all grew up and and yes, i know for i know for me um you know cowboying as a kid and you just learn the values and and what a handshake is uh, how how important do you think your upbringing uh was to you being a you know as successful as a pbr rider as you were uh a lot i mean i i tend to think that uh you know uh, I, my parents I, I knew right from wrong and my parents, they taught me to, to stand by my word and to, uh, you know, not do anything half-assed and to, uh, go about it with 100%, you know, and, uh, whenever you said you're going to do something, try to do it to the, to the fullest. And if you, if you didn't, you know, uh, you was there to, to tell them why and to, to, you know, own up to your shit. So, uh, I, I tend to say that it was a lot, had a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah cool. I can attest to that too, of, of stormy and and there's a lot of guys that say that they fucking give it everything they have every time and and you know that that old saying that everybody kind of puts on but you were definitely one of those guys that fucking no joke every time 100 percent of the time right full play yes sir yes sir they yeah they, they always say hey you can't stormy you can't you can't spur all of them <laughs> i mean no you probably can't but you can you can damn sure try though you know what i'm saying like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that gets into it. That gets into it for me because so when I first seen you, you were in Cheyenne and you were traveling with Proctor and uh, you were rodeoing. And that was before you were on tour. And I, I think I just was fresh 18. So how, how did it how did it all go about for you? You started, obviously, as a youth rider or whatever in Texas and did the associations and you rodeoed for a while and then went to the PBR. But how uh, who'd you travel with? How did you kind of grow up or what was kind of the scenario for you? Well, I graduated from high school a semester early. Uh Cause I, I turned 18. I was in my class the way it felt the way I, I was born in June. And for whatever reason, my mom didn't, my mom might've helped me back a year or something to send me from, from kindergarten or whatever. So, uh, I was at the the class that I was in, I was the, I was the oldest one in that class. You know what I'm saying? I was the littlest one, but I was the oldest one, one of the <laughs> oldest ones. And so, uh, anyway, I w- went to high school and whenever I graduated high school, I, I, that's what I told myself. I told myself I was going to become a professional bull rider and, uh, and then whenever I couldn't do that anymore, that I was going to be a cowboy. And uh, when I turned 18, I graduated a semester early. I bought my PB, PBR permit and my PRCA permit and started going to both of them, just whichever one I feel faster. That's where I went. And it just so happened I filled, you know, my rodeo one a little sooner than I did the PBR one. And it took me a little while longer. But uh, I kind of – one of my, my goals at first was to try to make the NFR first. And, and I just about did three or four times and – just because of my own stupid ass fault that I, I didn't, you know, but, uh, uh, started out, uh, was going with Wade Payne, the guy from Beaver, Oklahoma, that I high school rodeoed with and stuff right out of, uh, you know, right out of the amateur rodeos and stuff. Uh, him and Cody Parks, another guy that rode Bronx that, uh, was a good guy. And, uh, was in California, at, uh, that Wade Payne, he had something had happened and he couldn't, couldn't make it. Well, he was old enough to rent a car and I wasn't. And so I ended up having to fly my dad out to, to California to go to Hayward or somewhere. We flew in somewhere and went one way, and then we had to go. We had to go from Hayward to a different one or what, whatever the case was, you know. And he had to rent rent the car for me and stuff. Well, uh, while I was out there, uh, Corey Melton 
watched one of the perps or whatever. And then we went on and a week later, we was back out in California or something. And I was with my dad again. He had to go out there with me again and uh, get a rental car and stuff. And we went on that little run and uh, Mountain came over there one evening and just was like, uh, after after the deal, you know, we just kind of started small talking. It's just like, uh, who, who you enter with, you know, or who you travel with. And I, I told him the same thing, you know, what, what Wade Payne, but, uh, you know, he had some fa- family troubles or whatever. He's not, he's not coming, you know, and he's only just a year or two older than I am. And he's like, so your dad, you bring your dad with you? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, uh, all right. And Corey Melton, you know, he, he didn't say much too much back then anyway, yeah. big, great, great big old guy and kind of intimidating anyway. He, he left me his number he said if you're serious about going and you want somebody to interview you you call me first next week and oh, had, had his number right there. yes sir yeah. and i i got home my dad's like hey you're a dumb son of a bitch you, <laughs> you get that fucking and, truck uh, <laughs> yeah and i called him and uh he got my car number down and stuff and he's like yeah there's another guy i got got another guy that's from texas he's a little bit farther south than you uh but i was thinking about you know i, I need some good guys to go with and y'all 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 two are new uh, new and upcoming and I kind of want to show you all the ropes or whatever and kind of like to enter y'all and y'all, y'all go with me, help me drive and shit, you know? And I was, yes, sir. So I called him that next week and uh, just so happened the guy that he was talking about from Texas was uh, Douglas Duncan. No shit. Oh, that's wow. what I <laughs> and uh, I mean, the rest of it's the rest Fucking of it's, history. You know, yeah. yeah. Man, that's pretty cool. Like uh, yeah. a legend. Corey Corey'd probably been Corey. to the NFR yeah. and been, probably to pbr yeah like unreal legend and then so that's how you and douglas and like got to know each other and got to hang out you didn't know each other before yeah. that well we, like i you know at state finals i think texas state finals i think maybe i'd i'd seen seen him and heard of him before or, uh at this and, and then at some of them junior bull riders like there was a junior steer ride or something whenever i was way younger like nine or ten that was in marble falls and i remember going down there to it and lane 14 at uh had had the steers at it and stuff you know just a, it was a long time ago and uh i kind of remember hearing douglas's name there or whatever and then i didn't see him or hear from him for a long time he was always a couple years older than i was you know okay. but then but then whenever whenever i called melton i, I mean that's who who it was you know and that's that's unreal yeah Cor- Corey spent lots of time in canada too Corey was always good he used to come up back yes, when we when, our, when we did our first events on the east coast Corey come out and cleaned up yeah. I remember yeah. Corey, uh, we had Scott, we were in Charlottetown and then remember we had to get on a plane and we were in Lloyd Minster the next night yeah. and Corey won both. I think Corey won 25,000 or something. We had a bounty bull, one of them Beastern bulls. Another Corey cricket. took home. Yeah. Tw- it was like 25 grand Corey won in those two days up here, but you um, can always count on Corey to come. He's good shit. Yes, sir. He was, he's a very standout guy. And I mean, I owe a lot, a lot of my, I mean, Douglas and I, whenever we were going, man, we 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 gave him our card numbers and stuff, and we'd have a damn uh, uh, a little address book, you know, that had the dates in it or whatever. And I, I mean, he would call us and give us runs for like as far ahead as he could for two or three weeks, you know. And we just write them down, and that's where we went. And I mean, that's all we had to do. We had to call back every once in a while, find out what our stock was. And then there was a couple of times whenever he had serious stuff going on where he couldn't call in, and we'd have to call in and enter one. But for the most part, Melton entered Douglas and I. Fuck. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, I mean, Corey always carried himself too. He looked like a pro when he showed up. You know, still doing. Yeah, he's stopped. fucking the man. And he's a big dude. Like when he rode bulls, and you know, he's probably packed on a few extra pounds. God bless him. We all have. But you know, when Corey showed up, uh, you know, 15 years ago, he's got to be six two. 
and oh, 185, yes, 195, yeah, 195 and you hard, know, and hard, and hard. you're right. So I always liked having him around. Like he, he was, uh, just like me, you bro. know, and he, he, yeah, but he had guys <laughs> and he was bringing guys like, uh, oh, uh, uh, well, he brought full teen up speaking of lane. He brought Clayton up to St. Teat with him one year, Ned cross, he tried to work on Ned a little bit. That was a bit of a challenge. Ned, Ned was always good. Just don't add booze. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, no that, yeah, man. That, that or the river. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, though. Like, Douglas and, and, and you, cause so you guys, I thought you guys always, like, for other – as like youth rodeo guys knew each other and got together. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, like kind of, I said, them junior boys yeah, and stuff awesome. a little bit, but he was, you know, he was always a few years older than I was. And yeah. like, I'd always move up age groups and shit whenever mm. I could or whatever, you know, would they let, allow me to, but he was, he was kind of at that point in time for us being that, that at the age that we were, he was a little cooler for me than, you know what I'm saying? He's a little too cool for me. He was at, he's, he's still little, fucking too cool for everybody. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, but it worked I, out. You I, guys got a, You guys had a relationship like like full fledged yeah. brothers, though. You know, like you guys fucking like I, I was talking to my brother. I was talking to Jess about um, you know stories that that we had from back in the day. He's like, man, there's too many. But uh, main thing I remember is just him and Douglas, Stormy and Douglas, just bickering back and forth like brothers. You know, <laughs> like you guys constantly were loved each other, but fucking the first ones to get at each other, right? I mean, yeah, all the time, dude. and I don't know why, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say much, but I mean, just talk shit nonstop. He would fucking about anything and everything. Shut up, uh, Douglas! Uh, shut up, Douglas! Uh, dude, there's one time though we were in, we we drove uh we had a, I had a Chrysler 300 and uh, a little silver, so I mean car that had like xit and shit on the doors anyway any major town we go through for something like that cops would fucking whip us over but i mean have us out cavity searching us and shit you know <laughs> anyway uh one summer we're going from uh Ponca city oklahoma to sykeston missouri and it's the middle of the summertime you know like a july run or something like that and our air conditioner goes out man and we we're watching lonesome dove and i mean had the windows <laughs> open up and some bitch is hot well we get there to the sykeston to the bull riding like you know an hour or two before it starts well, he gets out and he changing his clothes right there by the car, you know, and all that stuff. Well, uh, had that door open and stuff like that. Well, anyway, we go to the rodeo that night and get done. We come back. And he gets all changed out over there. He has the car door opened up or whatever. Well, we all get kind of loaded back up. And it's just Douglas and I, we get loaded back up to go to wherever we were staying that night. And he keeps, like, reach, reaching down in the floorboard, you know, like scratching his legs and saying, like, dude, something's biting me, you know, or whatever. And I'm like. Well, fucking drive this son of a bitch, you know. And we're leaving the rodeo about that time. Sure enough, woo, 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 woo. They get behind us, pull us over there. They come up there, and uh, that guy's like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, uh, what's the deal here?" Uh, he's like, "Hey, man, we were just in the rodeo. We're trying to go to the, ho the hotel, but I just got something in this floor just biting me, you know." And the officer's like, uh, "Well, do you need to step out, son?" And shines his light about that time. Doug's like, "Yeah, can I open this door?" And he's like, "Yeah." About knocks the cop down, fucking trying to get the door open. Opens the door, dude, and that cop shines the light down there on the floorboard, and I ain't shitting you, dude. Like a thousand of uh, damn mosquitoes just flew up the house <laughs> and, bitch. and I ain't shit. We went, we got to the hotel, and he raised up his leg, dude. I mean, red marks all down, and they were eating me. It's it hilarious. Oh, man. I'll never forget it. He's a goober. Yeah, always <laughs> a good time. Okay, well, so then obviously, uh, you went to a bunch of rodeos and shit, and, um, 
but I'm like, I was getting back to Cheyenne though. When, when I first seen you, I remember Tyler Thompson I was with and uh, we walked by you guys, you and Shane. And he's like, Hey, that'd be a good crew for you to hang out with. I was like, why? It's like, cause all they fucking live for is spurring bulls. It doesn't matter if they stay on whatever. They just fucking spur right from the fucking neck. Right. So that just shows your aggressiveness and always wanting to, to win, which is, you know, leading into your time on tour. Um, yes, sir the events you won, the rounds you won and, you know, the world finals is that you'd go to. It was always, it wasn't, you know, how good you were going to do is how many rounds you were going to win. Right. You'd always right. stick it on a few for a round win, but what about uh, getting on tour? Like that first few, that first year or so, and the guys you looked up to and what it was kind of like at that time. Man, that was a long time ago. I, uh, I was just, I got on, I went, I think 08 or 09, I got my permit and we went to a few of them. I went to, uh, we went to Denver that year. And, uh, from Denver, we drove back and went to Monroe, Louisiana or somewhere like that. And, and, uh, I maybe did pretty good. At, I didn't know if I did good at Denver, but I went, did pretty good at Monroe and somewhere else. And that's when I filled my deal or whatever. Well, then I was staying down in Stephenville, an ex-girlfriend's house or whatever. And, uh, that's when Jay Doherty called me, uh, from the deal, I was like, "Hey, you ready? Cause you're you could go on, you know, or whatever." And it was uh the first one was a, uh, I want to say, uh, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, or or somewhere like that. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, for sure, whatever." Well, uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'm in, or for sure, whatever." But I'm I'm in I'm in in San Antonio. San Antonio had a had a barbell ride down there too. That was a little it was a little like a. Uh, challenger or whatever pro. it was yeah yeah, yeah. touring pro yeah and uh i was like well, I'm bo davis too, so what, what's that was that bo davis was he doing that at that time i think he's doing them yeah. now yes yeah, sir uh, he, he could have definitely yeah. been doing it at that time yeah. I, I can't remember who it was yeah. but uh uh he's like no there's a bunch of you guys that are entered up whatever we got the cattleman's uh some kind of cattleman's convention deal or whatever They're, they got a jet down there that we're gonna hire out for you guys and whenever y'all get done Thursday night, uh, San Antonio's bull riding. You're gonna jump this jet and go to Tampa or whatever. I mean, that was my first. That was gonna be my first event, you know, on or whatever. And I was like, all right, then. Well, uh, <laughs> Rockstars. For sure. Well, so Douglas and I show up to the bull riding in San Antonio, and there's a bunch of people there I know or whatever. Well, uh, I was I was underage. I might have had a fake idea or whatever, but I was underage anyway. I get done. They throw me off or whatever. I get done. Well, I. I go peek around the bar just kind of see who's all in there and i remember uh for sure that uh douglas was in there maybe rocky mcdonald and there's a couple of them you know tipping them back or whatever getting ready for this deal deal well uh i didn't drink nothing or nothing like that and uh drink a coke and ate a plate of barbecue that they had that they gave us on, on the bus ride from the from the bull ride to the this jet you know well uh Ryan Canner and Mooney and all of us was on on, on there, you know, and it's my first time or whatever. We get back there and I'm sitting by Brian Canner and uh we start to Tampa, you know, and everybody's bullshit and we're cu all cutting up and stuff and uh <laughs> all of a sudden we start hitting turbulence, dude. I ain't shitting you now. Turbulence and I look over there and Pinto's is sitting back in his chair and I mean has his arms looped underneath the armrest of this plane, dude, and is looking at me like <laughs> Like, dude, it thinks that we're going down, you know. I mean, this somebody just pitching nose up and going down, you know. And and I start doing that too. Well, as it goes to Buck, and I, and I ain't drank nothing or nothing, I promise. All of a sudden, I'm like, look over there at Pinto, and he's really scared looking at it. And I just turn 
down to the pile and bleh, I mean, I did puke all over this fucking gallon of jet, man. <laughs> I mean, felt terrible, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I started puking. I started puking in about four rows, of, uh, four or five aisles up there in front of us on the other side. I start, hear somebody else, somebody else starts puking. But it was a... Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Hey, was that? Didn't somebody? Didn't somebody get on the on the on the PA or like on the the sound system and? Yes, Rocky McDonald does. It starts going on whenever all this. I mean, it's like full force right in the middle of this sun bitch going down. We're not gonna make it. No, <laughs> we ain't gonna make it. <laughs> I shit. Scared the shit out of me. I thought I thought every minute of it we was going down. I really did. <laughs> Oh, that wouldn't be good. Wipe out the whole bull run. Uh, Back then, was it Tampa? Were you at Tampa on on the on like the Friday or Saturday, and then to Tallahassee from there? Did you go to Tallahassee uh, right after? Because one year I remember they did Tampa and Tallahassee back to back. Was yes, that right, before you? No, it might have been. That might have been right before we went. To, we did, we did Tampa and then and then uh, after Tampa, uh, I went with I drove with Mooney and then and stay down at Mooney's house because then I think the next weekend was uh, um, either uh, Raleigh-Durham or or um, Charlotte. There used to be or, – or, yeah, but it wasn't Charlotte. Yeah. It wasn't Charlotte at that time. It was uh, – Oh, uh, Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro maybe. Uh, Greensboro. Greensboro. You, you, yeah. you mentioned Cantor. Do you, do you stay in touch with Cantor? No, sir. I, I haven't. Whenever I talk to uh, Mooney, I still stay in touch with Mooney, but – uh, whenever I talk to him, I usually ask about him, and there's sometimes he's heard back from him, and then there's times that he hasn't, you know. So, yeah, he just kind of he was there, and then he just kind of disappeared. Yes, sir. Yeah, he got hurt pretty bad and shit too. Yeah, a lot of yeah. yeah. yeah he, had a, he had a he had a little boy, a little little boy too. Right, had a, a young one. Yeah. Yes, sir. Bull ride, man. You never fucking know where half of us get to when they're done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or what we're up to half the time when we're doing it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no shit. Yeah, right. But back to uh, so on tour, you hit that one your first one. Um, was Oakland the first one that you won? Was that your first event win? Uh, yes, sir. What do you remember that chip? That's what me and you really got. Uh, really got to know each other. Like we would hung out and stuff, but that was like my first year on tour. <laughs> Yeah, at Trailer's hey. girlfriend's house or whatever. Eight, we yeah. basketball down there. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell this story. Day. Yeah, so we go to I think I was, I think it was Vegas or it was somewhere in Nevada that we were at. Laughlin, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Laughlin. We were there first, and um, I went second or third. I did good at it, so obviously stayed up all night. Me and Douglas at the <laughs> casino playing cards, <laughs> and you and Chase got the got the truck and you picked us up at like seven or eight in the morning and me and you and douglas and outlaw uh headed to california oh you remember that and we headed oh to boy. was it you like you were you were you sponsored by rockstar at that time or douglas was buddies with with trittler and he's a bmx rider right or trailer uh, trailer is the guy that's, that uh, formed metal militia which metal militia was the guy that they formed they got signed up with Rockstar kind of, and they did those those uh, metal militia Rockstar freestyle jump deals. Where remember he had that bus and that motorhome that he would take his launch ramp and the ending landing ramp yeah. and set it up in those parking lots and shit. Fuck yeah, so that's that's where Trittler. I mean, 
Sick dude. Yeah, fucking wicked dude. So then he he they were in Laughlin too, and I don't we, I don't know if we followed them back or whatever. However, yeah, they, they would just come watch they because yeah. they was buddies with the country, so they would come watch the the bull ridings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then yeah, so then we roll into uh to Malibu and we're with Trittler's girlfriend Malibu. and we spend the week in Malibu and there's like fucking uh I don't know, all the celebrities living right around, all around them. And we're going down to the beach and they're like, such and such comes down here. And Julia Roberts lives right here and all this shit. And it's me and fucking Stormy and Outlaw and Doug was just running amok for the week, fucking hanging out. And then, uh, and then so we spent the week there. And then we went up to, um, uh, what's your buddy's oh. name? Oh, uh, Joey's. Joey's, yeah. We went up to Joey's, which was up closer to Oakland. And we spent a couple of days there. Just played basketball for a few days. Had had another great time, obviously. And then rolling to Oakland, uh, I'm fucking pretty rough and tough by this time. I don't do good with going hard in the paint. And uh, Stormy fucking wins it. I fall off everything, obviously. Stormy wins his first debate. I'm like, what the fuck? How did that just happen? And didn't you have to get Bushwhacker go there? Was there a bounty uh, or something? Yes, or for $50,000. And he fucking throwed me over on, my, on his head and put a big old my head was all swollen up and shit. Couldn't wear my hat for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> what was the hey, first uh, first win like though on on that tour? That's obviously got to be a dream come true, right? Oh yes, sir. It, it was badass. I'll never forget it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then, down, uh, Stormy, I know you you re- represented some of the biggest brands. Like when Rockstar was heavy in PBR, you're a Rockstar guy. You had Yeti. Uh, I believe you're a Wrangler guy as well. Um, yes, sir. You know, when did that come? Did that come in year one, two for you? Or when did you find, like, obviously your character, so you're marketable. I get that. That's my business. So, uh, right. no, uh, no, no, sir. Yes, sir. I, I'd be lying if I told you exactly when it was. I know there was a year or two that um, that that I was kind of Han Solo in it by myself. I, I would wear shirts that uh, had, like, David Bailey uh, was a sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure I made that. Some, you know what I'm saying? He never paid me no, not a dime, just some shirts to wear. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody goes through that at the start. Yeah, and you so know? so you know what I'm saying. But and yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, I mean, they they did our uh, Dalhart wasn't always a pro rodeo before it turned tur- turn pro. It was a big amateur rodeo, and and they always did the stock here for it and and stuff. So I mean, they you know I grew up you know on, around those guys or whatever. So. Uh, whatever but then after year two i i became pretty good uh buddies with willingham and yeah. willingham was a rock star guy at the time i think and uh just just kept being kept being you know just being their buddies and hanging around and stuff and it wasn't just too long uh they, they through willingham they kind of picked me up or whatever and then willingham he he uh, got to where he was back back on tour because he was off there for a second, so that's why he's kind of helping me out. Well, then when he got back on, he was like, "Hey, we need to fi- find somebody some somewhere else, you know." And so then that's whenever I got in with a uh, uh, Brad Bessinger, Brad yeah. yes, sir, Brad Bessinger and Sean. We see, uh, yeah, we, we see. Fucking does good for a lot of guys, eh? Yeah. He was oh, that, they've always been yeah. been wicked good guys for me, yeah. yes, sir. Stand out, good guys. <laughs> Yeah. What about uh, the ride that stands out, obviously, for everybody? And it, fuck it. I hope it stands out for you because it's it's not just Rank. one of your Rank. best rides or 
you don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's fucking history. It's one of the best rides in PBR history, hands down. 95 and a quarter points on the two or three-time world champion Bucking Bull Bruiser. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Let's set that up. Coming into the short round, picking them. How'd the weekend go? How did it all come about? And how to looking back on it now that, that we're all done and old and fucking telling old stories, how does it feel now looking back? And, and you know, what, what kind of memories come up for you thinking about that day? Oh, it is. I mean, it was a good, good weekend, you know, uh, they, it didn't, it didn't last long enough. I don't think, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was a good weekend. I, I was living with JB Mooney at the time, you know, going back and forth between here and Texas, but staying out there. Cause my, my, my child, you know, Swade Marie and, uh, staying out there with her a lot. Anyway, uh, is whenever, uh, Ian McPeak first, uh, the drop barrel deal kind of first started coming around. Well, Ian showed the up buck to out there the buck before, before the pit. Yeah. The buck rights yeah, before, okay. yep. before the pit, before the pit that weekend, he showed up on like a Wednesday or Thursday and we had to leave on like, you know, Thursday before the, the pit because it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. So, uh, on like Wednesday or Tuesday Ian and his boys show up out there and, and, uh, Mooney was living in Morrisville at the time, uh, and unload this buck ride. Well, I, I get on it that you know that evening or whatever, and the next day before we leave, and that's kind of really all, all the, the besides just doing work around his his house. You know that Mooney, he'll work his ass off just doing really? whatever and uh, yep. uh, catching cows or whatever we'd been doing. Anyway, I kind of tuned up on that deal a little bit and uh, flew to Albuquerque and uh, first first bull that I. Ask Cleet, you know what it what it was, switch it or whatever as a classic round. Oh, he, you know, I got a video of him or something. He kind of showed me a video or what, you know, and is that bull kind of blowing out there and going left or whatever. And I mean, I thought, you know, as much as you go left, I'm gonna try to spur him. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, but, you know, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm gonna try, like you know, what I'm saying maybe with both feet, maybe. Anyway, he was good around the left and uh, stuck his ass, and then uh, the next day. Uh, show up and got even a bigger brittle, and uh, it was that cracker breaker. Cracker breaker, yeah. 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 season out of a rights, you know what I'm saying? That's so much as a handful, buck like a son of a bitch, too. And uh, stick his ass. And uh, you won both those rounds, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, I won the first two rounds. I I wasn't, I wasn't high enough, uh, I wasn't high enough in the standings to be for the 15 or 15 or nothing at that point in time. They had a they had one that weekend, though, I, I can't remember anyway. They had it. Saturday night and Sunday I come back and had one of uh, Boyd and Floyd's and I can't remember what he was a little gray bull buck pretty good and he throws me off like five and a half six seconds you know and uh kind of you know kind of hurt my feelings and I was wanting to kind of get pattied up about it or whatever and just wanting to start fighting my head and shit while I went back up there to the top and uh I knew I wasn't gonna be first pick but I was gonna be up there you know a little ways and um at first, I was thinking they were, they had one called Nitro's uh, Nitro Circus or something like that that was good around the left, but he was just, you know, good or whatever. And I was like, Mooney, uh, which one do you think? You know, you think this one here, uh, this Nitro Circus, or do you think, uh, you know, what do you think? He's like, well, do you want to be 88 or do you want to be 90? And I was like, uh, <laughs> 90. He's like, well, then you know which one. You know which one to pick, you know? And he's like, uh gonna be around that around that left and he's gonna he's gonna you're gonna feel him whenever he's gonna go the other way you know you're gonna be able to feel him uh and just pick him back up and he'll pack you around there and 
as soon as he said that, everyone a fucking doubt in my mind. They loaded that son of a bitch. I was going to strap his ass that night because he'd I'd already got on him at Springfield or Des Moines or somewhere earlier that year as a classic bull. And he, they said I slapped him, which I did slap the piss out of him. But uh, <laughs> but fuck the dude. direction change. The direction change got yeah. me. Well, it's not a bad direction change. Even when he did, yeah. when the direction change in fucking Albuquerque was one of his biggest ones, yeah. where he fucking jumped ten feet straight backwards. You know, if yeah, you watch the video, our right? audience needs to YouTube that and have oh, a look. Fuck. We're talking yeah. about it's rank shit. It's rank. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that's if that's ten years earlier when they're giving out all those nineties back then, that's a that's a. Well, you're going ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. But then, so you stick him, got his direction change, ride him. Everybody on the back of the shoots is fucking hat throwing crazy situation. I was up top in the in the locker room, and obviously we can talk about Albuquerque, how the fucking building is where it, it's the worst one because yeah. you got to walk fucking four thousand steps right. up and down the stairs to our locker room. We were sitting up there watching yeah. it on the TV, and uh, you remember Jack that did the intros for yeah the beard all that shit. He's yeah. sitting there and he's got his little earpiece, in, you know, and he's sitting beside me, and everybody's just fucking in the room cheering and fucking pumped up, yeah. and he goes, "Oh my god, big scores, big scores." fucking big scores and he's like show making a scene and we're all like what the fuck jack shut the fuck up and then they announced it was like 95 we're like oh yeah fucking really did it <laughs> yeah. so then what hit the ground what's that feeling like just uh i mean so i don't know my my dad always told me you know you, you be 90 points you know what, what are you gonna do jump up and throw your hat in the air well, I mean, that'd be a stupid thing to do because then you'd have to walk over there and get that son of a bitch, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, I didn't, you know, I usually ever didn't throw my hat or nothing like that, but uh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, it was badass. I, yeah. I know that. I, I really, to be honest with you, I wanted to walk up and fucking uh, look at Cody Lambert right in the eye and kick him right in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> look at me now, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we get into that too. There was a lot like those guys, uh, you know, as much as they're mentors and shit, they were fucking hard on guys like me and you and Douglas oh, and shit. They always just, I think they were trying to like make oh, us better, members. but yeah, they were trying to make us better oh, in yeah. a sense. But they were trying to work. It came for off him. trying to work for them. Yeah, it came off a, the wrong way a lot of times. Well. Hey, Stormy, but that's what. And I think he knew that too. And I think that's why when you like. When you do those rides, he'd be standing right fucking there. Like I remember getting off, making some good rides, and he'd be standing there, he'd be like, "Take your helmet off, take your helmet off," and I'd be like, still whooping and hard. I'm like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "I just got to make sure that's actually you under there." Oh, I fucking yeah. you, motherfucker! You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That ride though, did was that? Did you feel that was uh, when you like you were there? You felt more established, more comfortable amongst those guys after that. That kind of set you in the motion of here I go uh I, I want to say from that that aspect of it from the very first time whenever because whenever I got on uh whenever we was talking back earlier whenever I, Tampa and, and then like I said Melton well he was he was on on and he he's one of the big deals but him like that court Corey Navarre I mean was was like that too or whatever but whenever I got on the PBR those guys that was on, on tour at that time I can't remember. I mean, necessarily remember all of them. I think uh, Mike White, Shivers was still going. Uh, but those guys, I, I, like, they they welcomed you in, and they didn't necessarily, like, try to, I don't know, 
Whereas then I was still going to rodeos too. So we'd go back to some of those rodeos. Once we got on PBR tour, we'd go back to some of those rodeos and some of those guys that was named for themselves, like, you know, uh, J.W. Harris, which I love J.W. Harris a, a lot or whatever, but you'd be like, Oh, you're one of those pro riders now, you know, pro riders, you're one of those pro riders, professional riders, you know, and like, yep. like they would make, it, they would make it, they would make it where it wasn't, you know, like you get along with all of them and stuff, but they weren't welcoming like shivers and those guys was in the PBR. So, um, uh, I wouldn't say that, 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 that time was, uh, back to Oakland. Like that was whenever, you know what I'm saying? I, that's whenever I, I realized that, uh, you can I play with, you can play in this sandbox. Yeah, when you won your yeah, first so, one, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. That goes back uh story me a story I like with it with with uh that's with you is my first ever no my second ever event. I got on tour when I was young. I won a touring thing and, and got to go to one and got one jump twice and fucking <laughs> licked my wounds, went back home and tried <laughs> to get better. And uh and then when I actually got on tour, like you know, when you got enough points and shit, and same thing, get the call from Doherty. And uh, you know, you're you're here, come on, and it was Phoenix and uh I remember I stayed on in the first round. We were getting ready for the second day. We're in the locker room, and I knew you guys and shit, but, you know, I was like, fuck, you're, you don't really know everybody, right? And, and uh, you and Posse were talking about um, the next weekend we were going to Seattle, and I was not on tour or anything like that right at that time. And you guys were talking about uh, a, a snowboarding trip that you guys were going to get up to, and you were, like, asking me, like, you coming? Are you fucking in or what? And I'm like, fuck, I don't even – I don't, I don't know. I'm probably going to be in Detroit at the Touring Pro next weekend. I don't think I'll be with you guys, you know? And you just look at me like, after fucking today, you will be, and you know that. And you know that. And I was like, dang. You know, it's like just little things like that, though, that probably like you're talking with guys that you were talking about, but you were the guy that I remember in the locker room, you know, giving me that. I'm like, well, if this motherfucker right. thinks I can do it, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's, that's pretty, right. Yeah, that's cool. That's man. They all, I mean, yeah. Yes, sir, for sure. And I mean, that's that's one thing about it. Those guys are the best. You know, what I'm saying they're there for a reason because they're the baddest some bitches there are. And there's in just one or two of them. There's thirty of them. And I mean, there's some of them that I got along a little better with than I did the other ones. You know, what I'm saying. But for the yeah, most yeah. part, they're all stand up guys. And and uh, you know, that's, that's what I miss now more than anything. I don't miss necessarily going. I miss being able to thump one's ass every now and then. But I miss the relationships, you know what I'm saying? I miss yeah. the, the the people. I miss the yeah. Yeah, the camaraderie, yeah. the locker room. What are you, what are you doing for out. that? Like, obviously, you can keep in touch, storing with the guys, text, call, FaceTime, whatever. But are you, do you get to a couple events a year, or try to, or is there a way you want to try to get back in? Like, would you consider judging, or pull a Tanner Burn and start? throwing the cleats on and hey this motherfucker has been i've seen some videos we can go on facebook and everywhere stormy's been just diving the fence and fucking fighting the bull haven't you oh yeah i have to man i mean i don't know man it's just natural like i don't know like next thing you know bam i'm there that that one i showed you my my buddy that uh rides quarter horses and i mean like a raining pattern and shit anyway he's real good rides uh horses real real good and uh has has one of our fillies right now but anyway he was uh, down there, a bull riding school that I tried to put on in Amarillo, Texas, uh, there two summers ago or something like that. And then, uh, it was a three day school. And the first day I started out with three students and the second day I started out with one student, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the third day, the third day they had this little bull riding deal and these guys all came over and, and got on, got on then, you know, or whatever, well, this buddy that rides these horses or whatever, he, he rides pretty good and been on 
you know, the PBR, the little, the challengers or whatever, but Kobe Kyle's his name. And uh, he gets on one and rides him for two or three seconds, you know, and then gets thrown off the wall. I'm on the back of the shoots and I see, I see, I see him getting thrown off or whatever. So then I could just kind of go look, I was going to watch that bull come out of the strip, you know, come down and get, go through the stripping uh, shoot or whatever and kind of check him out. And next thing you know, these guys out there hollering, oh, you know, he's hung up or he's hung up or whatever. Well, I look out there and got his damn spur hung in his, in his tail and that's somebody just dragging him around, you know, well, they was having a bullfight school going on at that time. Well, these young guys are, there's one guy that's jumped on him, you know, and they're both getting drugged around now, but everybody else kind of just standing around, doesn't know what to do. And I always carry an iPhone on me when I'm, I'm at the house or whatever. And next thing you know, I'm down there and somebody's back feet are coming right over my head. <laughs> I, I, my knife was a little bit dull that day. I'd been cutting some hay strings, so I didn't cut his rope. But we got him undone. We got him undone. And my mom, she's in the background. She's at their video, and she's like, "Good job, Stormy! Good job, Stormy!" Uh, yeah, but then as soon as as soon as we get over there, don't worry, it's me, just me and her by herself. She's like, "You can't be doing shit like that." You know, gets all mad at me and stuff. Like, be, he could have he could have killed you right then. You know, I'm like, I ain't gonna watch my buddy get dragged around and die. You know, what I'm saying like, yeah. Uh, that video we got it's on uh it's on your facebook we'll put it on the the nfp podcast instagram it's a good one the it, promo yeah yeah it, it, it was quick it was uh it was he hopped the fence and got in there it was close to fucking stopping your ass up you got it cut hopped up yeah, done but, and done it, well and then that other little buddy he, he lives around here he was at the bullfighting school or whatever i mean snake stomped the shit out of that little kid or whatever and knocked all of his air out and stuff well i posted that deal uh the other day and he, he said something about yeah that was my first real that's my first real rectum to, to work or whatever. And kind of got my motors going a little bit or whatever. I'm like, is it either that or is that somebody stepping in the middle of your back? One of the two. <laughs> so, I thought uh, it was about killing. It's probably pretty obvious. You miss, you know, you miss the guys and whatnot. And, um, like what's plans to try to reconnect with some of them guys or are you just, are you moving on? And uh, I mean, I, anything I could do to, to reconnect with, with that. But I, I mean, I don't think I, I don't know. I mean, I would try going judge cause there's other people that ask me, you know, if I judge or whatever. And man, those guys are getting so ranked now that I mean, I don't know. I almost wouldn't, you know, wouldn't want, I don't know because it's either, I don't know for sure. I mean, I would love to do something, you know, like that, but, I don't know if I could do but it. You'd hate to give your buddies a zero at 7.95. Uh, I mean, it was my buddies or whatever. I just tell them to piss off. They, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But well, that's what we need up here. To, that's what I used to be brought up, uh, Tyler Thompson. That was always the deal up here. Somebody say they call me and they say they want to judge. And my first question was, would you tell Tyler Thompson to go fuck himself? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, then you can't judge. Sorry, right. guys. Right. Tyler's just going to boss yeah. you around. Well, I mean, that's how – and that's what – I don't know. That's kind of what has me held up on trying to do something more with it because uh, I would always – Code Lambert, I, I have a lot of respect for the man or whatever like that. And I would always ask him stuff, you know, if I was fighting my head or whatever. And he would always – you know, the stuff that he would say would always make, you know, pretty good, pretty good sense and – and stuff like that. So I'd always ask him, but then there was just the thing, the little things like they would, that he would do to, to cut, to cut you down. Finally, you know, I had, I had had enough of it and I always try to avoid him and stuff. And, uh, he'd always come and try to make, you know, point, point it out something that, you know, necessarily shouldn't have been brought up at that time or whatever. And kind of try to belittle me and stuff. And, uh, finally 
I can't remember. It was in San, San Antonio or somewhere like that. In the locker room, he came in there and he's like, uh, asked me something about, oh, you, you, you've been staying over there. Douglas and I were staying uh, with Sid Evans that uh, had bulls that was taken to the PBR at that time that lived right down there by San Antonio. And so we'd been staying in his house through the week, getting our practice schools and stuff. And uh, he's like, hero, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I had a lot of heroes, but Chris Shivers was like, I still, I was a bad son of a bitch. And, and uh, I mean, a good man. And so, Clee come in there and he, I mean, Shivers is sitting right over there and Shivers is kind of trying to raise his eyebrow, kind of trying to check it out, you know, and, and just the way Clee went about it, it kind of pissed me off. And I didn't really say nothing. I'm like, no, sir. I, had, I mean, we, which we hadn't been. I said, we just been drinking some cold beer and trying to practice up for these rank, some bitches that you bring for us, you know, like that's all we mm-hmm. do, you know, and helping him do some work, some cows and stuff. And, oh, that, that's bullshit or whatever. Uh, I'm like, what are you even talking about, Clee? Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, that, 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 that marijuana, you smoking that marijuana. I'm like, what is that shit? Uh, what's that shit look like anyway? Or you want me to find you some or what? And uh, he kind of closed down out the door, you know? Well, uh, Shivers is like, what was all that about? And I was like, I guess he wants me to find him some drugs or something. And, uh, <laughs> and Shivers like, and Shivers like, are you shitting me? I was like, Shivers, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what he wants, man. He's just running, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just yeah. try to avoid that motherfucker, you know? And he's like, hey. You can't avoid him. Just fucking give it right back to him, and, and then he'll like you forever, you know, or whatever. And uh, so then, I then after that, I, that's whenever I would quit trying to avoid him and shit. And I just that'd be the first one I'd go up to. Yeah. Mr. Cleet, how are you, yeah, sir? You know, shake his hand. And is is always always pretty good. But uh, Duluth, and this was several years. I mean, I I was a veteran by then, you know, or whatever. Well, Douglas was still on tour, and and. Douglas was getting on this one that started in Duluth, Georgia, started fighting the shoot real bad. And I was the one spotting him, you know. And, I mean, I had my hand anchored off, my, my, my free arm anchored off, you know, my left hand anchored off on underneath the bucket chute and was holding. And this somebody was about to pull, pull me in there with Douglas on top of him. Well, I mean, so bad that Tyler Hard steps up there and now there's two of us spotting Douglas, you know. And, I mean, this somebody just ain't stopped, just in there steadily kicking. Wrecking, wrecking these fucking shoots out, you know, and uh, finally we get him stopped or whatever. Douglas has got to get resituated and repulled, but about throws Douglas over his head. And uh, mind you, the three sections before this, <laughs> all these Brazilians want to take a lot long time in there and stuff and not, you know, want to choke the deal or whatever. So then it's been long enough to where bull riding's kind of running behind because we've been waiting on these guys or whatever. So this bull. I mean, as soon as Douglas goes to slide up there, starts doing that. And so then Douglas has to repool. You know what I'm saying? That's just all there is yeah. to it. This time it's just kicking in there hard, you know? Is Cleet well, running the shoot? Was Cleet running oh, yeah. the shoot? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. He was. Well, and I mean, it's, it's got to where it's a quiet time, you know? And I mean, we have people that are standing up on top of us for the tough, yeah. no. people's pens. spots. To yeah. Where, the tough, tough seats to where whatever. And he comes over there. And I mean, right, like, right when it's real calm, it's like, oh. Uh, what the fuck's the deal over here? You know, whatever. Uh, I'm like, uh, Cleet, this summit just tried to kill Douglas in there, and Douglas just about didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, Well, uh, if you guys let go of him, it's you guys spotting him that's made him have to wear to have to repool or whatever. And I'm like, Cleet, he asked me to spot him. If I was not to spot him and he was to get wrecked out on the front of, the front of this bucket shoot, it would be me have to live with it, not you. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of start arguing my point right there, you know, on the, why this is going on. And it's kind of a quiet time. 
And uh, I kind of went to giving some lip back, you know, like, hey, he's asked me to do it, so I'm going to do it to the bullets. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to let him go, you know? Yeah. If he can't ride him by himself in there, how's he going to do it out here? Like, no. I don't fucking know, please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's above my prey grade, buddy. And I'm just going to do what he asked me to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and kind of went to giving it back to him, you know, right there. Well, he just, hey, hey, fuck you, you little motherfucker like that. And I said, what? And I looked at and Dylan Page was on the back of the bucket shoots. And I looked back at Dylan. I said, Dylan, what, what did he say? And then Dylan's like, uh, I'm not sure. I said, did he say fuck you, you little motherfucker? And Dylan started smiling. That one gold tooth and Dylan, and he started smiling and shook his head like that. I said, Douglas, you're on your own. And I went to hop and fence. I said, please, I will meet you at the fucking outgate whenever this next break comes on. I will meet you at the outgate. And whenever that next break came on, I met Cleet at the outgate and I said, Hey, I don't know what you were saying out there, but uh, you ain't gonna talk to me like that because my daddy damn sure don't want to talk to me like that. And you can kick me out of the PPR if you want to, Cleet, but we'll go outside right now and I will fuck whoop the fuck out of you. <laughs> hey, he said, Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Now just calm down. I want you to really know that we could always talk about it, you know, or whatever. I said, Well, I mean, that's fine, but you ain't gonna call me a little motherfucker out there and you know what I'm saying front of everybody like front that everybody, yeah. he's like uh well i just want to know that we always talk about it you know and that's a true story that really did happen yeah i love it yeah. i love hey, it what about the gate man that time when uh was it mike white had a had one of his bulls in that gate man was talking back to mike and he said kind of the same thing and you met him out back yeah i met that like gate one, man of the, back. one of the gate men on the built for tough series yeah, he's cracking yes, latches <laughs> tell that one yeah because uh, I, I don't really know know the whole deal was uh, Mike Mike White came up there and and this guy had done something that was kind of obvious, you know, with with tri tripping the latches or did something, you know, and, and all Mike White did was come up there and was like, hey man, this this next one, you know, try to try to do this, you know, try to trying to help him out, you know, but like because he'd been there and done that, you know, or whatever, but just didn't want it was like telling this guy that well, this guy was just, you know, like he'd been there and done that and wasn't listening, you know, and was, oh, I know who you're talking very about. Just, just he's very a, disrespectful. He's a big very, Salty prick too. He was a big salty prick too. He wasn't yeah, a small guy. I know who you're talking about. He was a bullfighter. Actually, he fought bulls. He was one of Jerome's guys. Because uh, yeah. wherever we were, I heard this story, Storny. I remember this shit. Yes, sir. And and he just was very disrespectful to Mike, Mike White and uh, whatever he said, you know, or whatever. And I was like, hey, that man, that that world champion bull rider trying to tell you something. You ain't fucking paying attention or whatever. You don't want to say something like that. And he said about the same thing. I said, all right, motherfucker, I'm meeting you at the outgate this next break. And sure enough, we wasn't at the, I wasn't at the outgate. And I mean, that's when Cleet had to come in there. He had to get involved. And it was kind of a bad well, thing. Well, that guy got greased, though, after that, though. He got fired. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah he's yeah. one of Jerome's guys. I remember that. Because I knew Joey and uh, um, oh, who worked with Joey on the gates or lots, too. He come up to the Global Cup. Clint. Clint was good shit. You remember yeah, Clint yeah. on the pin? Yes, sir. The tall, yeah, the real tall one. Yeah, it wasn't Clint yeah. on thing. No, 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 no. It was another guy, but I remember them two guys telling me about it, and uh, it was pretty good. It was like fucking, you were you were game on. You're gonna crawl up one side. Oh fuck, that's the other. So that's what like we're getting at with all that stuff is is you're gonna test that stormy no matter what happens, where it is, when it is. Um, in the locker room, he's gonna have your back and he's gonna fucking pump you up and help you ride ninety pointers. Uh, outside the locker room, he's going to have your back no matter what the fuck happens out there, right? No matter if it's behind the buck and shoots. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong and you live by that your whole life, right? So um, yeah, for me, that's what it always goes back to with you is just, yeah, they're funny. They're funny memories of, you know, just like fights and random shit, but it always goes back to that that 
the big heart and the the yeah, guy that you are, right? No so yeah, right. And that's that's you yeah. through and through, which is why I, you know, I've always had so much respect for you. And same as you know, after the Albuquerque, the huge ride, you take us all out for supper, you buy us all supper. Um, you know, maybe a couple months later, uh, you haven't stayed on nothing for a long time. You take us all out, you buy supper. You know, you're, <laughs> it doesn't matter up and down. You're always the guy that's 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 giving back. And and I remember those bull ridings that you were always going to too. And, and they were like charity bull ridings. And um, you'd give all the money back to whatever the charity was, right? Even though, yeah. like we are, we're not rich guys. We're bull riders, but you know that money could have helped you so much. But you're always you're yeah. always trying to like that good karma, that that making things right and, and doing something for somebody else. That was always kind of who you were, right? Yes, sir. That's always, I mean, uh, like I said that the sport of bull riding is, I mean, it's so, I don't know. I, I care a lot about it and, uh, more than I, I lead on a lot of times and stuff or whatever, but because of those roots like that, you know, because, um, and I ain't saying that I was always right or whatever, because there was times where, where I wasn't, but if, if <laughs> we were wrong quite a bit too, but we were yes, still fighting. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, but uh, just just that, yeah. I mean, I was just I'm I get emotional and stuff nowadays. Whenever I try, you know, talk to it, and I said I've we went to Mississippi the other day and did a school, and that's probably the second one I tried. I tried that one there in Amarillo, which is an hour and a half from my house. And that first first day I started with three, and uh, the second day I started with one. But uh, we went to that one in Mississippi the other day. And it was a three day event, and I went with Kenny Westrup. You know, skinny Kenny Westrup. Yeah, yeah. You, do you ever hear, 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 hear him? Anyway, from over there in Mississippi, I mean, bull riding, old school, summer gun. And uh, we had like 20, 21 or 25 kids over there or something for three days. Yep. And uh worked out pretty good. But I so, I don't know. I just – I got to catch myself sometimes because I go getting, you know what I'm saying, emotional and, and too deep too deep into it, I think, you know, scare some of them off or whatever. So I kind of got to – to back yeah, off well, you know what if they really want to learn though stormy they need to listen right. to that shit yeah, so fucking yeah. don't, real. don't don't change it is fucking real mm -hmm. uh we've lost friends to this you know mm -hmm. oh for sure i mean and here recently you know yeah what I'm saying? Like, yeah like we yeah. go back to glenn keely that's that's my era glenn yeah. keely was one of the guys that got me to my first canadian finals rodeo yeah. can, I, can i can so. i glenn keely he was a i got a, got a funny story to tell you all now that you since you bring him up um uh, it was in Albuquerque whenever Promised Land st stepped on him, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Right. That's like right. two week two weekends before that, Tough Hedeman has his bull riding in in Fort Worth at the uh the cat yeah the Coliseum down there where it always was the where the where they had the rodeo and stuff now too yeah. too with Fort Worth stockyards. Yes, the Fort Worth stockyards where they had the two returning alleys, you know, that are are wood or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, they they had the one that uh. I don't know that they, they had one on the right, one on the left of these return alleys. Well, uh, at that point in time, I was nine years old and they invited me to come to at, at Tufts, uh, big boys bull riding, uh, the built the Bud Light Cup or whatever it was, uh, in, in the intermission between the short round and the long round, the short round, they had a P, uh, future stars, the PBR, uh, steer riding or whatever. And that's kind of where I'd met Douglas too, is uh, one of those deals. But, uh, anyway, so, you know those guys that was on tour or whatever the the guys that was the the older men that was there in the big boys bull riding they had their locker rooms or whatever well just this us guys in the steer riding we was out there in, in one of the return alleys and uh i was rosin my stuff up you know as a little kid or whatever kind of back towards the back so it was 
went off at a slope, you know, down the hill and out there to where stuff was going on. And uh, I remember I, uh, my dad was with me back there and stuff, but he was maybe had turned his back or was talking to somebody or something that was right there close. And I was warming my board up, up and people just went to screaming, you know, and I, being a little kid, I couldn't figure out what everybody was screaming about. You know, I mean, everybody's hollering and I turn around, look beside me and turn around, look the other way. And there's nobody beside me. Everybody's jumped up on the fences and shit. Well, uh, they had those bullfights and needless to say, one of those bulls had, had hit the, and broke through the damn owl gates of the wrong alleyway and was coming up that alleyway that all of us guys had our stuff hung up in. And this right. fight, that you, know, you were standing in? <laughs> yes, sir. That I was, I mean, I was nine years old. I mean, knee high to a grasshopper, warming my little steer rope up. And I mean, never saw this image coming, you know, and these guys are all hollering or whatever. My dad, he's done, done, jumped up on the fence. And I mean, there's poor little me down there. And I, this <laughs> bitch has me lined up. I never even saw him. I never even saw this. Uh-huh. Fight, but I mean, has me fucking be lined out. You know what I'm saying? At a dead run, they said. And Glenn Keeley steps across this fucking alleyway. I mean, it was like, you know, where you fit two trucks down it or something. Steps across this alleyway, dude, and picks me up. And I mean, picks me up and steps up on this fence, dude. And no sooner than not, that some bitch is. I mean, I could feel his hide, you know, his oh. hide back, go right underneath us. I mean, saved my life, man. No shit. And then, and then a week or week or so later is whenever he went to Albuquerque and promised yeah. things. Oh, fuck. Small world. Yeah. yeah, small world. Like one of my, one, another one of my heroes, but it was yeah. fucking cool. oh, everybody's for us up here. He was, yeah. you know, he was yeah. kind of the guy that was on the PBR. We had Mills and Wade Joyle, but, you know, Glenn, you know, remind I didn't get to know you very well, Stormy, but it sounds like you know, Glenn Keeley and Stormy Wing would have been good traveling partners. And I'll tell you what, if I was a stock contractor, I wouldn't want either of you. No shit. So going back, I know this is kind of somber, but we'll talk about Glenn too. But you know, it comes kind of comes back to um our good buddy Mason. You know, Mason Lowe passes away. You were right there with him. You guys were traveling and going together and that had to play a huge toll on, on life and career. And I know it's hard to talk about, but um, yeah, you know, you know, at the first, I kind of fought my head about what, whether it was going to be hard, you know, or, or whatever to talk about. But uh, really when you think about it, um, the only other way he probably would have wanted to go out is, is stomping that one's ass and being, you know, uh, like he, he, he asked me to be, but uh, which I'll get to here in a minute, but uh, he went out with his boots on, you know, and he went out, doing what he loved you know and yeah. and we'd been in reno that right before denver and been there for two or three days and i mean had been the week leading up to that man we'd had fun and um i mean he was just being mason you know and like like and that's what's that's what i tell those you know these kids now that are trying trying to you know get involved in it and stuff like that and i don't know if it's a good thing too or a bad thing too but they just need to know right up front that you know even I I did all that all those years and even up to Mason's you know that night before Mason's or the night of Mason's like you knew that Blaine Frost and that stuff had happened in the past but with the best coming out and stuff you, you had never heard of you know besides you know Glenn Keeley and those guys that where they had lost their lives you know like bad hurts or, or whatever but not anything you know what I'm saying like yeah you know it's that, like, you know it's possible but it, you don't but you, you really don't, think don't think it's think gonna happen yeah yes sir. yes sir and uh i mean that he i mean that was opened my eyes for sure you know and uh 
I, I don't know, man. He just, like I said, I think he went out with his boots on, and I don't think he'd have it any other way except for the, the last thing he told me was, because uh, I was out the night before, and I, won, I was winning the round the night before, and they'd all came and watched me or whatever. Well, then they all went out to where that Grizzly Rose or whatever's in Denver, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, went back, I, went, I went back to the hotel, but they went out, and I mean, I guess tied one on him and uh, – um, Oh, that uh, Kurt Shepard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Burton Shaw. Burton Shaw. <laughs> yes, those three, man, I guess went out and tied one on. Well, well the next next day we get up and we go uh, walking down trying to find something to eat. And, they, you know, I got a little uh, clip of him. Uh, Mason on, gets one of these scooters and riding it downtown Denver, you know, laughing and shit or whatever. But uh, anyway, I go that night and I'm just being a spectator then, you know, and it's getting about time for his section or whatever. So I – was just watching on the TVs in, in the back there at Denver and I go stand up on the back of the, on the shoots, you know, and see Mason, I nudge him. I'm like, where are you at? And he's like, uh, you know, in the 90s, still one to load. I'll be in the that back shoot, you know, or whatever. And I was like, sweet, you, you need, you need a hand or anything, you know, or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Pull this glove back. So I'm pulling his glove back. And I'm like, uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, you need to pull or anything, you know, or, or you good or you got it or what? And he's like, uh, yeah, to be about 87 or 88 and smile. <laughs> yeah. Nah, with man, his, I said, oh, I with his what, tooth out? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, so you know, I mean, I, I thought I pulled it to be 88. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No, nah, uh, just such a good character. Such a good fucking dude. Right. You know? Oh, me. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, listen, to and, uh, listen to these stories and what Tanner told me, Stormy, leading up to this podcast and whatnot and i was doing some homework and and i was reading an article about the global cup in edmonton um you know how jw is your captain but how your teammates really rally behind you and and probably the majority of our canadian listeners and and canadians watching this here's the guy that cost canada the global cup on their home soil right here yeah, you um, motherfucker. And, and you know what you never you never <laughs> once said no it was it's not about i there's no i in the word team you're you uh you're quoted you know saying everybody pitched in but uh that you, you that came with some very high regard which i, I think speaks a lot um, you know for one to get put on the team and to have Justin mcbride pick you like number yeah. one he picked you and then you step up and and deliver the performance you did and probably your biggest payday riding bulls too eh yes sir for sure uh probably yeah for sure that that's um uh, that list that uh ginger sent me you know asked what was my one of my biggest or most you know best accomplishments or, or achievements or whatever and i would have to say that one um for sure just because uh it was back and forth at first they you know i i wanted to be on i mean who wouldn't want to be on you know represent their country for the global cup and i wanted to and it was back and forth and yeah they was gonna go into you know but then i wasn't really riding that great so then it was back and forth and they did. And so then McBride called me once or twice and, you know, chit chatted with me, trying to fill me out and, you know, back and forth and yada yada. And finally, you know, come down to it. And he, he, he picked me and I was, I was honored and uh, went out there and uh, in that group of guys, uh, I'll just never forget that. That was, I had my mixture right that weekend. Fucking A. Yeah. That year you sure. did, that whole year right. you did. What was the, what was the, what do you think? That was 2017. So that was your highest finish in the world. Uh, top 10, you won, I don't even know what you, tons of money. I won, uh, the pit and then, yeah. uh, Tacoma. Yeah. Right. Tacoma. 
And just just the phenomenal year. What do you think was the you had your mixed right, obviously, but you know, you and JB were rolling like that. You had your like what was the what what do you think was that year was so special for you? We all have that one year that stands out to us, but what do you you know, just just rolling or what do you think? Yes, I mean, I thought just uh, I mean, I don't know because even during throughout those times, you know, there was times whenever I was fighting it, you know, like fight it, you know, fight shit that you don't even shouldn't even be fighting, you know, like this. And then whenever you realize you was fighting shit that you didn't even be fighting, like where in the fuck did that even come from, you know, like yeah. uh, you created it, you know what I'm saying? You created it somewhere, like you're your own worst enemy, and uh, I guess there was less of that, and uh. I really, I mean, I have no, I guess maybe that or, I don't know, maybe he knew that he was, he was fixing to cut my time a little short, so he let me have a good year to, to kick kind some of, ass. Yeah, kind yeah, kick some ass to go out on or something. I mean, I really don't know. I really don't know. I we can get into that too, the, uh, the, now that he kind of brought that up. So the uh, career ender for you was a, was a, a head injury um, yes. and, and Tandy advised you, uh to to not do it anymore um just kind of walk us through that and how that was as a guy that's that's throw bulls all your life and the decision ultimately it was your decision well you know in this sport uh you took the advice um you know how did how did how did that kind of go about uh it was kansas city and went about it i mean i can still remember in the in the locker room with outlaw and um triplet and some of those guys before I was in the first section. I was down a little ways. Uh, I can't remember Nate Bull's name that I had, but I knew he's out of the left. He's supposed to be good right there, kind of to the left. And uh, I don't know, man, just him turning back. Never whipped me down, hit me with his horn, or never hit heads or anything like that. But the centrifugal force, I guess, whatever. I don't know the, the uh, correct. Uh, yeah. Just way to say it or whatever, up. but you know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah. put bleeding on my brain. Well, the bleeding stopped after you know two weeks. Tandy's like, go home for two weeks because whenever that <clears throat> I can tell you though, I've been knocked out several times, or whatever. But that that time in Kansas City, like I was knocked out, you know, from the time whatever. But then usually they would wake me up and I would be you know talking to them and shit as I was leaving the arena yep. or whatever, you know, like within just a little bit. Well, uh, that time I never. I didn't. I didn't come to till in the in the ambulance. And uh, Swade's mom was with me at that time, and she's like, "I've never seen." She's like, "What were you doing?" You know, and I'm like, "And this was two or three days later on the way home or whatever." And I was like, "What do you mean? What was I doing?" She's like, "You came to in that ambulance and fucking tried freaking out and like he was trying to hurt those people. You know what I'm saying? Those yeah people that to help you know." And I'm like, "I didn't have any. I mean, you. I didn't remember at all. I don't remember that at all." I, I don't remember the hospital for two days. I mean, that was on Saturday night. I don't remember the hospital, none of the hospital uh, all day Sunday or Monday morning. First thing I remember from Saturday night before, you know, like I said, before Al on us getting ready, before the bull riding started, I remember that. But then I, I black out and I don't remember anything till Monday morning. She's driving us on the way home and I come to. Yeah. And uh, I mean that's a long time to black out, oh, you know, yeah, no or whatever. Shit. And yeah. uh and uh I mean I just and then I just sit sit around and tried tried to come I mean because I had Lila with me and stuff and I didn't wouldn't even worried about her. I mean I didn't I would have freaked I mean she would have been on her own, you know, because I had no idea, but I guess triplet took her took her for me and um 
anyway, Tanny, you know, whatever. So he sends me home for two weeks, says, go home for two weeks. And then uh, you're going to have to go to this guy, you know, down in Dallas or whatever to this neurologist. And you, he's going to have to okay you before, before you can come back. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm like, all right, you know, that ain't going to be yeah. no big deal. I go home and I take two weeks off or whatever. Well, the first, you know, week or so, people ask me, you know, you all right? You all right? You know, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, it wasn't until about eight days into it where I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good or whatever that I realized that, you know, that it wasn't, wasn't I would, I'd been lying. I'd been lying, you know, that it started catching up to me, you know, and so I went two weeks, you know, and I even went a little longer, two and a half weeks or whatever. And about that time, I've kind of realized that I it was bad or whatever, but then it was kind of starting to get coming around and getting better again, you know, like more towards the better. I called Tanny. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to set this deal up or whatever. He sets me up. <clears throat> I go down there. Um, and this is like two and a half weeks later. I go down there and they uh, – I go – in there or whatever and he I, he asked me some questions or whatever uh, he's like all right well today we're gonna run you through these scans or whatever but then it'll be a week a week and then you, uh you'll have to come back and i'll have to give you the deal or whatever you know the or i had to set it up maybe or something anyway so i go in there and i talk to you for a little bit or whatever but he seems like you know doesn't maybe i do some computer test or something or whatever and then i had to fly back home and then I went back down there, and then that's whenever they did where they laid me down and did me through the, you know, all the yeah. CT. All, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All that. Well, so it had been like three weeks since then or whatever. And I go down there, and uh, they get me in my robe or whatever and lay me down on that deal. And they always say, you know, try not to sleep, but just relax or whatever. Well, every time I'll, I'll cut a nap, you know. <laughs> I cut a nap. Well, I cut me a nap, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, I, I remember it's like, I don't know, man, something loud trying to wake me up there. Like something's, you know, something's going off and I need to wake up or something. And I raise up, just steadily raise up. And I, I'm good thing that I was outside of that deal because if I would have, it would have knocked me out, you know what I'm saying? Oh, inside, inside that yep. tube or whatever, but I'm yep. just outside of it. And when I raise up, I raise up and the deal kind of falls off of me, you know, whatever. And I get up, whatever's on my face and stuff out yep. from my face, dude. And I mean, just like a damn, et or something like that straight vomit all over this bed and all over this you know all over this height no shit this height you yep. know what i'm saying yeah 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 the shit scanner yeah yeah i mean the people all, all i mean i felt terrible and i don't mean i don't know why i'm like they're like oh no it happens all the time but just little shit like that you knew i knew wasn't that, that yeah that, you were right yes sir i wasn't right and and for that reason uh i kind of kept that in the back of my mind well uh so then I had to go home for a couple of hours. I went back to the hotel for a couple of hours and let him do his stuff for whatever. And I went back up there and he gets me in his office and means, you know, you know, this and that, we kind of small talk or whatever. And, um, uh, I guess, sir, I got, I got a, she was seven at the time. She's eight now, but I got a seven year old daughter, Suede Marie. She's, she lives in South Carolina. So I'll be back and forth, you know, going to visit her all the time and stuff. And then, you know, riding bulls or whatever. And, I think at first he kind of thought that I just, you know, did riding bulls just once, once, you know, one time. And that's when it got me hurt or whatever. Right. Oh, he yeah. didn't whatever. understand your career. Yeah. This he, your didn't, life. he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. And he's like, uh, so if pretty much if you was the NFL football player, then I would have to tell you, you know, uh, no more contact, no more contact, you know, like uh, you're done or whatever, you know? And I was like, uh, 
I'll wear another fucking helmet. I'll take it. I'll take another two weeks off. I'll wear yeah. two helmets if I have to. But uh, I you're. I, there ain't i mean i ain't gonna be done you know what i'm saying there, there's no way that i mean and and then he kind of realized it because i was kind of a dick about it and i had to go back and apologize to him later but uh you know he kind of he's like well it's just not what you want to hear that's you yeah. weren't prepared to hear that at and the height I, of I your career right and i wasn't and uh so then he kind of took a step back and he, he's like well let me rephrase that you just come over here and sit me down on his computer and, and showed me um you know and just showed me he's like uh I mean, there's the damage that's there. It, it's not bleeding anymore now, you know. So if if as long as you stay right there and don't put it in any kind of danger or, or shake your head around or anything like that, you know, then you're gonna be fine. But as soon as you go to getting back around any of this or whatever, and and I'm telling you, like one of the worst cases of whatever it is that I had that he'd seen, you know, he's like, uh, it could be from somebody slapping you, or it could it could take you run into into a Mack truck going 70 miles an hour down the highway, but whichever one it is and whatever time it, it comes, your daughter will either feed you through a straw or she will uh, bury you. Wow. And, and you know what I'm saying? There's no, I mean, I was, there was times where I was 90, you know, I mean, ride the rank some bitches and then afterwards hang and drag and get, wreck the fuck out you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. at, that, at that level at that level you cannot go and expect not not to yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying expect not to not not to get hurt or to put yourself in yeah. that in that position to get hurt you know and i mean there's no like even if you did try to do to, to do that you can't go and be you know what i'm saying like not 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 be a doubt in your mind that you can't show up and stomp the bad son of a bitch because in the back of your mind yeah, you, you might know. be able you might thank you too but then it's afterwards or whatever, you know, like that stuff. So then that dish right there kind of made it not necessarily easy, but I, I didn't want to. I wasn't ready. Right there. Yeah. That I little girl ready. is what it took. Yes. Sir. That little girl is what it took. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you can see that to this day. Uh, Swade Marie, obviously, all, all over your social medias, and and you know, every time you talk to a, to you is that's your life. You know, that's 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 your girl, and um, you know, that's that's something pretty cool where bull riding and, and all the titles and all the championships that you won there's there's nothing that that can do that compares to to that little girl years and, and you can see that and i know that you know for all of us here we know you we, you made the right choice and being with the you know with the ty posbon foundation and, and all the the head stuff and and it was it was really new to all of us at that time you know even when you were getting hurt too like we we didn't fucking we didn't know, like we, we all lived through all that sort of shit, concussions and not even thinking twice about it. Right. And, and without those doctors that you went and talked to, you, you wouldn't even have probably thought twice. You didn't feel right, but you wouldn't have thought twice about going back and, and riding, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see how far things have come. And, and, um, as bad as it is, it's, you know, it's probably the best thing that, that gave you so many more years with your daughter and, and your life and in your new life now, right. Moving forward. Yes. Yes. Or moving forward. And, uh, I like, you know, and, and uh, when, whenever he shut, you know, whenever he shuts one door, I guess maybe he opens another one or, or whatever, but he's all, there's always your plan, you know, which like I said, my, I wasn't done yet. And, and uh, I, I was going to take off another two weeks and wear two helmets and come back and fucking try to whoop him with both feet. <laughs> again, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, but then, but then he's like, no man, like you're not understanding me, you know? And then, so then that's, that's where I could say that uh, that's whenever I truly, uh, started understanding that uh you know 
you can plan out stuff and there's there's your plan and how you want to go about things but then that man upstairs you know what i'm saying that his plan and his plan is going to over win over yours every time regardless you know what i'm saying and so i i can't sit there and, and proud about it or, or be you know want to whine about it or anything like that i could just miss you guys and just uh know that uh i was blessed for the years that i did get to do it you know what i'm saying because uh well, you know, you talk about the guy upstairs. One thing about it, uh, Stormy, when you come into this world, you come in as a cowboy, and when you go out, you're still going to be a cowboy. So yeah. there's something to be said about that. That's something you can be proud of, man. For sure. Okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, Stormy, I think uh, before we get too long here, we could keep going all day. We got stories and stories. We might have to get you back on to tell our, our Vegas fight story when we almost got kicked out of the PBR, but I think that's a podcast in itself. <laughs> hey man that was intense hey but after that time after that time old, old Luis he fucking showed up that one time in Bismarck and uh I was I'd already hung up my ship because I got thrown off in the long round and that was the time whenever they they would start you know guys didn't want to get on they had made the short round didn't want to get on well then they would go to uh start you know draw going some down, yeah, going down stack, the list yeah right, start going down the list well, they came up to me, me, you know, you want one on the short round? Yes, but I don't have my shit on, so you're going to have to give me a minute or whatever. So I go back in the locker room. I'm trying to get all my shit changed around or nothing. And uh, one person comes walking in there, and, and I can kind of – I couldn't really see who it was at the time or whatever, but I'm like, like oh, man, I wish these guys would come over here, and, and I wish they weren't doing anything. And I, they'd ask me if I needed some help or something because I, I need one of them to go hang my fucking bull rope on my bull so I can finish tying my boots on, you know. Yeah. And uh, I finally parked around there for a little bit, and he comes – peeking around the corner and who, who, who is it? Luis Blanco. <laughs> He's like, you, you got bull in the short round? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, really? W which one? I'm like, I don't know. He's out of the left. You know, that one bull or whatever. He's like, you want me to hang this on for you? I'm like, yes, sir. And fucking he took it, dude. And I mean, I think I was American style, but I, I was riding with the Brazilian rope at the time. I showed up thinking he was going to have it hung up back there with the flank and shit. Nope, that's something just hung just like it needed to be on there. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, Stormy. Well, we appreciate you uh very, very much coming on here and, and chatting with us. Um yeah, like hey, thank I said. you all for having me. Well, Stormy, uh it was awesome to to visit with you here tonight and I learned some stories that I never knew and had a good laugh at it. But being that this is the NFP podcast, Stormy, I wanna know what hashtag NFP means to you. NFP means to me, uh, bearing your hat down and being fucking rank. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. In a nutshell. Yeah. Hit pause. That's the funny. end. Perfect. <laughs>